Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, we are live. Erev Tov, everybody. I hope you are doing wonderful. It's good to see a lot of people here tonight on Kaftevet. Kaftevet is a very, very holy day in the Jewish calendar as we commemorate the life of two very grand tzaddikim, the life of Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, more famously known as the Rambam, Maimonides, and as well as Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera, call him the chief of the Abu Chatzera dynasty, um, and the, the Sfarim alone that they've composed, that they've written, they've authored, is enough for you to read for your entire life. Just the, the books of Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera, uh, the books of the Rambam, so many of all different topics. And uh, that's what we do when we, when we celebrate Ahilullah. It's not just to come and to, to eat. It's not just come to come and, and drink. Of course, that's all part of it. But it's to remember and to think about, you know, what they did in their lives, the impact that they had on their communities, no question. That you'll probably read more in their biographies. But, but more for the Torah and the spirituality that they were able to spread to their respective communities. And, and what we can learn today, hundreds and thousands of years later, um, in, the, in the case of the Rambam. Uh, of course, we, we, we have a different sedarim here, but people that study daily the Rambam. We have a couple people on this table that have finished the entire Rambam, um, and, uh, and more not on this table. We've started a new cycle. It really, really is an, uh, an amazing, very, very unique special day, Kaf Tevet. Um, and, uh, and Bezat Hashem, we hope that uh, the Zechut of the Sadiqim will protect all of Chal Israel, and uh, we shall only be we shall only be zocheh to brachot and hatzlacha emir uh, Hashem through through these the merit of zechuyot of these sadikim. I want to first of all thank thank our uh, our generous sponsors for tonight's uh, tonight's shiur and spread that you see first and foremost, uh, my dear uncle Mr. Jimmy Kadosh and his wife Simona. Who, uh, who sponsored uh, much of what you see here on the table. Um, uh, in, in, in memory, we're going to do it in memory of, um, of Miriam Leah Batluna, whose, uh, whose Shloshim is coming up. Um, as well, a dear friend, Mr. Yaakov Medina, uh, who also sponsored in memory of his, uh, of his father, Abraham Medina Zichronoi Bracha, who's Whose, uh, uh, whose yard site in uh, Nahala was today, and our dear friend, Mr. Moseben Dayan, who's sitting at the end there, who also contributed um, to, for Nahala of his father, which is tonight, Mr. Yaakov Dayan, the words of Torah that we say this evening, we want to thank all the other people that also helped contribute. Chazaku Baruch to you. This is a Parashat Shavua class. So we are going to speak of the parasha, but uh, beautifully enough, we, we will embed in the, in, the, in the drash 
a little bit, a few words from Rabbi Yaakov Chasera and the Rambam. Of course, why not? This week we are opening a new Sefer, Sefer Shemot. And in this week's parasha, we are introduced to Moshe Rabenu and his first encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu by the burning bush. Um, and it is a very, very cryptic encounter where Moshe Rabenu, amongst many things that he asks him, uh, says the following, after being appointed to be the savior of Am Yisrael, God, uh, uh, Moshe tells Hashem, I'm going to go to the Jewish people. And I'm going to tell them, The God of your forefathers, He sent me to you. And they're going to ask me, What is His name? What am I supposed to answer to them? What am I supposed to say? The Pasuk says that God told Moshe, Asher I shall be that which I shall be. And God said, this is what you say, B'nai Yisrael. It's that, that, uh, that I, sent, I sent you. Oh, Eyeh sent me to you. So now, this, this conversation has been expounded by many, many commentaries. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has many different names and appellations uh, that are mentioned in the Torah. We have, of course, the famous Yudke Vavke. We have Elohim, the name of Elohim. You have the name El, then you have the name of Shakai. You have the name of Adni, Aleph Dalad Nunyud. Moshe asks God, when they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to him? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu choose this name specifically? Which does not appear anywhere else in the Torah. But now, Eyeh one answer is brought down by the Midrash, which I want to read to you. God said to Moshe, The name that you are um, asking to inquire about. That's the name that, according to my actions, that's what I'm called. Sometimes I'm called El Shaddai, Bitzvaot, Belokim, Bashem, Yudke Vavke. And he gives examples. It's the Midrash writes. Shani Danita Biriot, Aninikla Elokim. When I judge, I'm called Elokim. Shani Ose Milchama Bareshaim. When I wage war, battle against the wicked, Aninikla Tsevaot. That's my name. Shani Tole Al Chatav Shel Adam. When I'm weighing the sins of man, Aninikla El Shaddai. And when I'm acting mercifully, it's Yudke Vavke. And that is So actually indicates according to the Midrash, the name he is called depends on the particular divine function that is being displayed by God at that moment. So simply put, according to Midrash, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers Moshe, asher he is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that he's going to be revealed in the world in, in, uh, by the name reflecting what he's doing at that moment. But that deserves some clarification. Because according to that explanation, asher is not a name at all. It's just an explanation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perceived in the world by the name that's associated with 
uh, a, a specific divine task. Uh, and therefore, the actual names that he uses to reveal himself are not presented here. So how does Hashem's reply of Eyeh Asher Eyeh answer Moshe's question? They're going to ask me what your name is. What do I say? Eyeh Asher Eyeh. So is it a name or is it not a name? Not only that, there is a statement in the Zohar that says that Eyeh Asher Eyeh alludes to the Tefillin Sheliad and the tefillin shel rosh, your arm tefillin and your head tefillin. Why is this the case? In, in the four parashiot that we have in each tefillin, it's the same parasha, but in the four parashiot that we have, you will find the name of Hashem, yud ke vav ke, 21 times in each one. You have, so you have 21 here and you have 21 uh, there. So therefore, the two tefillin allude to ehyeh, Asher Eyeh, because Eyeh, the Gematria, is 21. Aleph is 1, Hey Hey is 10, that's 11, plus another Yud is 21. So you have 21 Eyeh, and you have 21 Eyeh. Okay, very nice. But what's the practical significance of this idea, of this association between Eyeh, Asher Eyeh, and the Tefillin that we wear? And what message is HaKadosh Baruch Hu conveying to Moshe Rabbeinu with this reply? So we did mention at the start that this is the Hilul Rabbi Yaakov Uchatera. And Rabbi Yaakov, in his Sefer Pitukechotam, which we have copies here and many have at home, and uh, it's, it's amazing that even Artko has found it important to translate Pitukechotam uh, from, from, uh, from Rabbi Yaakov Uchatera. Uh, in, in Parashat Shemot, he, on this Pasuk, he quotes the Arizal. And he says that, that if you look at the Gemaran Masechet Shabbat, Amud The Gemara says, The seal of Hashem is Emet. And the Arizal, again quoted by Rabbi Yaakov, says that this is a reference to the name of Eyeh Asher Eyeh. Eyeh is 21. If you multiply that by 21, 21 times 21 is 441 which is the gematria of Emet, 441. So when Moshe Rabbeinu asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu how we should respond to Bnei Israel, Hashem says, Eyeh asher Eyeh, that's the seal encompassing all the divine names. And all the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kibiyachol, reflect this chotam, this seal of Emet, which is alluded to the fact that Eyeh multiplied by Eyeh equals Emet. So Moshe Rabbeinu asks, when Moshe Rabbeinu asks, the Jewish people are going to ask me, what is his name? What am I going to tell them? What does this mean based on what we're saying? Which name of, of yours, which divine name should we have in mind? Which name should we use to trigger all of the salvations, all of the Yeshuot? And according to the Midrash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Shemi the name that you want, you want to know my name? My name depends on the action which I'm performing at that moment, but to trigger all the salvations, to trigger salvation from each one of my names, whether it's Midat Adin or Midat Rachamim or whichever, or you're, you're battling, whatever it is, I want you to use the following name, because that's the seal of Emet. 
That's a seal of emet which encompasses all of the divine names, because 21 times 21 equals 441. So the message that's being conveyed here is that the key to access all of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to pray wholeheartedly with emet, with truth. In fact, Pasuk that we all know, you recited three days, three times a day in Asher Yosher Vetecha. It's actually not the chapter of Asher Yosher Vetecha. It's a chapter of 145 David, but we call it Asher anyways. What do we say? Karov Adonai lechol koreav lechol asher yikra'uhu be'emet. Meaning, Hashem is close to all those who call upon Him, to all those who call upon Him with emet. You think with emet, you, 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 that, that's the key. The Orchot Sadikim, which is one of the well-known books of, uh, of Midot, character, characteristic improvement, he writes the following on this pasuk, God, who is true, will come close to someone who calls him in truth. What is considered a calling of truth? You're li- you, you push everything in your life aside only to come close to God. And this person will cling to the heavenly light and will always have in mind God's, God's will. And this actually is echoed by Harav Achida in the Sefer Avodat HaKodesh, he says something fascinating. He says, If a person actually prays um, with, and has in mind, con- concentrating his intent, his kavanah, is his name, No matter what it is you're praying for, lahole, uh, sickness, Labanim, children, la chokma, la zechira, parnasa, whatever it is, sakanat derachim, you're in danger. Rak sheyeh taor veyomar bekavana, yehir atzo milefanecha, Hashem agadol leyeh asher yeh shetirachem alai vetaase, veishal bakashato velashon barur, vechen yomar gimel pe'amim. You should say three times, say you say filah three times, have in mind, yeh asher yeh, guaranteed you're going to be answered. Guaranteed, no questions asked. Because this name encompasses all the names, as we said before. He says you can say it three times. Okay, I said there. Um, I, I actually also saw um, written in the in the in the Sidur of Chida. Uh, I can't. It was is it in one of the in one of the um, one of the, the the Psalms. I'll get back to it. Okay, it's a, it's a gematria of uh, gematria of Eye twenty one is also the gematria of vadai. Okay, vadai. Vadai in Hebrew means guaranteed for sure, right? It's vadai. It's going to happen. So when you when you pray with Eye, he brings us down in this in the sidur achida. Then you have you have it for sure going to happen. There's no questions asked. So we see that that this is actually this is truth. Now, how this works? Not sure. It's beyond our comprehension. But seeing that as the name alludes to the seal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being Emet, which encompasses all of the names Be'yachad, we can say that as long as we just focus on the words Eya Shereyeh, whose product is Emet, we, we merit, we're zochet to this enlightenment of the attribute of Emet, which allows us to pray 
with true sincerity. And therefore, he's guaranteed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to listen uh, to his tefillot. Uh, um, what we still need to explain is the significance of this connection. Yes, we have some beautiful gematria. We have some nice numerical equivalent. But there must be a practical connection. There has to be something deeper, which is relevant to each and every one of us. How to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with this appellation of in order to connect ourselves to the trademark of this idea of Emet. I want to introduce you to our Ramban on this week's parasha on that pasuk of The Ramban says something astonishing. He says, when I read, What is Eyashereyeh? Just like you behave presently with me, so I will behave presently with you. If you open up your arms and you give tzedakah, I'm going to open up my hands, God says, and I'm going to give. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response to Moshe's question, alludes to one of the basic principles and foundations that we have in our entire Torah. Namely, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts with a person in accordance with how that person acts with him. Tit for tat, as we say. The Shela HaKadosh says, this is the meaning when we say in Teilim, Hashem tzilecha al yad yeminecha. Hashem is your shadow. It means my shadow. Says the Shela Kadosh. If you joke around for him, you laugh to him, he's gonna laugh with you. If you cry to him, he's gonna cry towards you. You show him a depressing face, he's gonna show you a depressing face. Hashem Tzilecha is your shadow. His behavior towards you reflects what you behave towards him. This is not a concept that is foreign to us. We've actually quoted in this year many times. The Zohar Kadosh, which we've quoted many times, also talks about this idea. That man's actions below trigger HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the divine influence from above. Kol, Gemara Masechet Shabbat says, Kol Anyone who has Mercy on his fellow creatures, on his fellow friends, on his community. is shown mercy from the heavens. Anybody who doesn't have mercy on his fellows. It's very simple. Simple equation. You do what's, what's right here, God's going to do what's right to you. In uh, a recent Perkei Avot shiur I gave last, uh, this past season of, per- of Perkei Avot, on the first Mishnah of the second Perik, one of the three things that were taught to be Derech Yeshara, in the name of Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbi Omer, he says, Da male mala mimach. Know what's, what's above you. So a simple explanation is, know that Hashem is on top of you. Yeah, Hashem runs the world, He's on top of you. But the Bale Musar, and the, especially many of the uh, Hasidic greats, uh, the Kedushat Levi and others, want to say that's not how you read the Pasuk. The way to read that, 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 that's how you read the sentence. The way to read the statement is da malemala, to know what is above, to know what's coming, mimach, has to come from you. Meaning what you do in this world 
What is extracted from you is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring down. That's what's it's caused by your actions below. And the Nefesh HaChaim, Rabbi Chaim uh, Vital writes in, in his, uh, in Rabbi Chaim Velazhin writes that, uh, similarly, that, that, that people don't have any idea. They're, they're, they don't know wh- how great their actions are in this world. What, what is happening in Shamaim? People don't realize the impact of their ma'asim. And they should recognize it and know unequivocally that everything that transpires here on earth is, is in line with what's going on in Shamaim and vice versa. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing Beracha, it's because you're bringing Beracha. You're doing things that deserve the Beracha. That's a determining factor. So therefore, with this in mind, this helps us understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reply to Moshe. When I come to B'nai Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu says, and they're going to ask me, what is your name? What do I tell them? So he tells them, In other words, they're going to want to know what is... Uh, uh, they want to be familiar with all of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that knowledge of will enable them to receive all the benefits, all the berachot that's associated with each particular name in, encompassed in one. So God says, The way that you want to know what to answer them, answer them this. The way that they behave with me, I'm going to behave with them. They're going to perform charity, I'm going to give them charity. I'm going to act towards them the way they act towards me. And that being the case, it's no longer necessary to be familiar with each one of the names. I don't need to be particular in Elohim or Tzeva'ot or, or, or Shakai. Or, it doesn't matter. Because this is it. Everything depends on man's behavior below. So the system of Eyeh Asher Eyeh encompasses and accounts for all of the names necessary to achieve every form of salvation. Because it's, our, it's in our power to trigger that salvation, to trigger that response from God. And that's a connection maybe between and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's trademark of Emet. Because what do we see? We see that God treats every individual differently. But that doesn't contradict the name of Emet, the concept of Emet, quite the opposite. It's evidence of his trait of emet. He behaves with each individual according to how that individual behaves below. Because that reflects the concept of Hashem Tzidchav, God being your shadow, being our shadow. If the person is merciful, he's going to show him mercy. If the person is cruel, God forbid, he's going to show him cruelty. And that's the message of Eya Sheriyeh equals emet. The trademark of emet is revealed by the union of these two names of Eya, keeping with God's statement, that the way you are with me, I'm going to be uh, with you. By acting in accordance with this concept of behaving towards other people uh, um, as, as he behaves towards Hashem, Hashem's seal of event becomes uh, evident. So if a person should ask ever, why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is treating me this way? Or why is God treating that person that way? Or why that, that person have to suffer? And why does that person have to suffer versus this person who is... Who is uh, uh, embracing all the all the berachot that come to him? The, the answer lies in God's reply to Moshe: My response from above mirrors man's actions below. So that was the Ramban. We also say Sehilu love the Rambam, Maimonides.
And he also has something along this line. He writes in his Sefer Moren Nebuchim, in which he discusses the manner in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts and supervises and bees mashgiach on mankind. And the Rambam writes that he has a one, he writes himself, it's a wonderful insight, it's a big, big yesod and a tremendous secret that he wants everybody to know. And the gist of his lesson is that Hashem's supervision and protection is hashkacha on a human being from any bad occurrences. His protection depends to a great degree on a person's belief in Hashem's direct supervision. If a person always has Hashem in mind, Hashem will not never stop overseeing his life. And if we were to, God forbid, see a tragedy befall unto a person, it's because he was not connected to Hashem in his thoughts. The complete person, the person who's shalem, will always have Hashem in mind. And he goes on to, and expands on this. He's always being supervised from above. And when he's engrossed in other matters and he forgets about Hashem for, for a few moments, Hashem's uh, hashkacha is also going to be absent, but temporarily. He says, it's not the same, uh, it's not entirely, it's not the guy who doesn't believe or comprehend in Hashem's hashkacha whatsoever. Okay, that person doesn't believe in Hashem's hashkacha, so Hashem's not, doesn't really care. But it just diminished a little bit. Someone who doesn't recognize that Hashem is watching him over him at all resembles a person living in darkness versus a person who understands that Hashem is all uh, watching him and uh, that person is living in the light. That represents a person who is living in the light of the sun. And if he's aware of, of Hashem's hashkacha, <coughs> but he just has a momentary <coughs> lapse while engaged in business or while engaged of, of whatever... That's like a person in a cloudy day. It's still light outside, but it's cloudy day. The cloud tempor temporarily blocks him from Hashem's protection. But look what the Rambam says next. And I want to read this one inside. Anybody who experiences bad in this world, evil in this world, whether they are prophets, or the Babasalis, the Abu Chatseras, whoever it is. Lo They've only experienced that trouble, that agony, because of that temporary moment of forgetfulness. They, for just a bleak moment, they just forgot about Hashem. Not forgot about Him, but just, they weren't thinking about it. Ulfi and the longer your forgetting of God's protection takes place, the more severe, the more concentrated that ra'ah, that evil. It, it, it's a monstrous statement from, from, from the Rambam. That the magnitude of the negative event that will happen in your life is directly correlated to the length of time and degree in which a person forgot about Hashem's hashkacha. And it all boils down to how a person needs to remain constantly connected with God. And that connection prevents mishaps. The lack of connection opens up, God forbid, opportunities for misfortune, opportunity for disaster, 
opportunities for tragedy. Maybe that's what the Pasuk means when it says, when Moshe Rabbeinu was telling B'nai Israel at the end of his life, You are attached to Hashem, your God, and you are alive today. So long as a Jew is davek, dovek Hashem, Jew is devekim, they are clinging, they are glued to God. There's, it's only life. No ill, no harm will come upon that person. Even if I'm in, walking in the valleys of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil because you are with me. I'm with you. And that's, this is also echoed by, by many Hasidic greats, more specifically the Baal Shem Tov, who says, so long as a Jew wholeheartedly believes that Hashem is with him, even during times of extreme concealment, even in times where things are at the worst, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will protect him and it's impossible for anything bad to happen to him. I think I related this story once. I read in a, in a sefer of a, of a Holocaust survivor in, in his track to escape. Um, this is before the, the concentration camps and he was just trying to escape the ghettos or whatnot. I don't remember exactly where it was. But there was one moment in the night where there were guards all around and he had to sneak through, I guess, the main square to, to, to get to the other side. And there was no other way but to go through the main square and those guards. And he remembered one thing that he was, that he, that he was taught as a kid in, in Jewish day school by his Rebbe. And his Rebbe taught him that if you constantly feel that Hashem is in front of you, if you constantly are aware that Hashem is being mashkiach, is watching over you, nothing, nothing bad can happen to you. Shiviti Hashem tamid. So that's all he thought about. And he said as he was walking through, he kept on repeating that line. Shiviti Hashem tamid. Shiviti Hashem tamid. Shiviti Hashem tamid. And he just walked and walked and walked. And he said, miraculously, it's like as if I wasn't there. And he got to the other side. And that's exactly what we're saying over here. As the Pasuk says, also in Sefer Devarim, When Hashem says that I am going to conceal my countenance from them. On that day, because of all the evil that they did, because they turned to other gods. Hashem says, I'm going to conceal from them that knowledge that I'm in the state of hiding during their time of distress because that's the only way that I can punish them. I can only bring punishment when they are unaware that I'm even here. If a person is aware and believes wholeheartedly that the most dismal circumstances, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is actually there but in hiding, then the concealment doesn't exist. Uh, uh, because there's, a, there's an awareness, but there's a little lapse. But if it's total, if, 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 if the person turned to other gods, then you have no connection to Hashem, and that's when he's punished. So maybe this is the, just the, 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 the secret between that very, very sod conversation between Moshe and Hashem at the, in the middle of this week's parasha. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu asked God, What am I supposed to tell them? Meaning, God, after suffering so much hardships, centuries of back-breaking labor and slavery, of Galut and Mitzrayim, the Jewish people are asking, 
What is God's name that is capable of rescuing me from any threat, from any disaster, from any calamity, so that we will no longer suffer? What is that name? And God says, As you behave with me, that's how I will behave with you. Exactly what the Rambam meant. If you want me to be with you, then you need to know that there is a condition. That your relationship with me must be characterized by constant devikut. At all times. Intimate attachment. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, this is his seal of emet. This is exactly what it is. He watches over everyone in accordance with how they attach themselves to Hashem. Maybe this is what the Zohar meant, like we started the shiur with, that Eyeh, Asher Eyeh, correlates with the tefillin that we wear every, every day. Tefillin Shel Yad and the Tefillin Shel Rosh. Each of them contain four parashiot, containing a total of 21 names of Hashem. Eyeh 21, Eyeh 21. What is the purpose of tefillin? Why do we wear tefillin? And yes, there's a lot of answers. We have to all constantly be aware Hashem, on top of us. But to know the purpose of tefillin, you have to actually read the L'Shem Yichud, that many people don't read. You read before you say the Beracha. In the L'Shem Yichud, which is the introductory passage to every mitzvah, there we say, L'Shem Yichud Kuchabrihu, ta 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 that Hashem has commanded us, Le'aniach alayad le'zichron zeruan netuya shehi neged alev. The armed tefillin corresponds to the heart. That the desires of our hearts, the machshevot, our, our thoughts, all have to be directed to Akadosh Baruch Hu and in service of Him. That's the yad. And the head tefillin, which is on the brain, the mind, the neshama that's in my brain because the neshama is found in the brain. In other words, I'm using my soul, my senses. Everything is going to be subservient to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My thoughts, my actions, my desires, my feelings, my emotions. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the mitzvah of tefillin corresponding to this great name of Eyyah Asher Eyyah as a segula for connecting and binding ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a permanent way. That's what's going to give me the protection, the supervision that I need to survive. I will be with the person who will be with me. Says the Sfat Emet, this is the reason why we first don the tefillin shel yad, and then we don the tefillin shel ros. Because the tefillin shel yad represents, is opposite the heart. It represents the notion of what my actions are in this world. It's my awakening here on this world, an awakening from below, do the subjugation of, of, of my heart's desires and my wills for the service of Hashem. And when I do that, if it's for the right kavanah, then I get Then the tefillin shedros is represented by the awakening of Shamaim, where Hashem sees what you did. Ah, now I'm going to reciprocate. That I'm going to give you protection from above. That's the tefillin shel shel So the 21 mentions of the name of Hashem 
in the Tfilin Shaliyad represent the notion of Eyeh, every Jew's individual declaration that I'm going to be with God in this world and my actions will go hand in hand with Him. And I'm going to subjugate every single one of my actions and my feelings and my emotions and my thoughts. And in merit of that com- commitment as a reward, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will fulfill His promise, the next Eyeh, the next 21, to watch over with the 21 mentions of His name, equivalent to Eyeh from, from above. That's the meaning of the connection of Tefillin. We'll end with the following. Shlomo HaMelech, in the third chapter, in the fifth chapter of Melachim, is asked by HaKadosh Baruch Hu what he wants. This is like every person's dream, where God is like the genie in the bottle. Okay, you, tell, you name it, I give it to you. You want long life, I give you long life. You want riches, I give you riches. You want, uh, you name it, I'm going to give it to you. And what does Shlomo HaMelech say? say? Chokhmah. I want wisdom. That's all, that's what I want. I want wisdom. And the Pasuk tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave wisdom to, God, to Shlomo and he also gave him riches and he also gave him long life. And at that point, the Pasuk says, Vaidaber shloshet alafim mashal. That Shlomo was wiser than all men, and he spoke 3,000 proverbs. Some say it's the book of Mishle, part of, part of the book of Mishle. All of a sudden, you know, you're, give, you're given this brachab wisdom, you're able to come up with the most uh, incredible statements uh, you, you ever hear. You ever read Mishle? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, this is the wisdom of Shlomo. He read 3,000. Why did he speak specifically 3,000? If he would have said 1,000, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have said he, was, uh, he wasn't smart? Of course, you still would have said he was smart. And why not 10,000? Why 3,000? So, pushing aside, of course, his vast wisdom and knowledge, he taught B'nai Israel a very vital lesson that the greatest form of wisdom that a person can acquire in life, the greatest level of chokhmah is being connected and attached to Hashem. That is the greatest level a person can get. And that is in accordance with shaloshet alafim. 3,000. But shaloshet alafim can also be translated as three alephs. Alafim is aleph in plural. Three alephs, which are the three alephs in the name Eyeh Asher Eyeh. Those three alephs, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu conveyed to Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's Perasha, that is the greatest chokhmah. That is the most essential lesson that any person can learn, that he would, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be with any individual as long as he clings to him. Notzer chesed la'alafim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings chesed to the people who hold by these alephs. HaKadosh Baruch Hu demonstrates, he preserves chesed, kindness to those people who always remember the alafim. The, the alephs of eyeh asher eyeh. Bezrat Hashem, as we, uh, as we go another year studying, uh, the, uh, rec- commemorating the Hilulah, of the Rambam, Rabbi Yaakov, and all the great tzaddikim that we do throughout the year. 
this has to be in our mind. Not only is it an inyan to study their works and gaining knowledge physically from books, but the greatest knowledge that we can have is understanding, is understanding the idea that Hashem, I want you to act with me the way that I walked with you, assuming it's for the good. And Hashem is ready to do that. That's exactly what it is. The way that you're doing, God's telling you, the way that you're, you're acting with me, you're open, I'm going to be open with you. You're, you're merciful, I'm going to be merciful with you. And then you'll be zochet to the greatest devekut, the greatest level of clingness, the greatest level of attachment that a person can have, that nothing can happen to him, no bad, no evil, nothing can befall this person because his whole life is connected to Hashem. Bezat Hashem. We should work hard every day to be zochet to those levels. We'll be zochet to constant protection, constant hashgacha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll be zochet to all the berachot, all the Yeshuot and Nechamot that He can provide us. Wishing everyone a wonderful night. Amen.